Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Oh, Friday. Stay with us. Of course, in the 5 o'clock hour, two rounds of the Moist Line. And today, the very special edition of Hacks in a Dumpster. It's the final call is your clue. We'll talk about that in the 5 o'clock yeah, the hour. Call. We get the mob in here to help us throw some hacks, and it is a collection into the dumpster on the John and Ken Show. Uh, this is a weird story, and Blake Trolley from KFI News is going to tell it. The Board of Education president at the Claremont Unified School District, Stephen Lanusa, he had a holiday party, and shirtless adult male performers hmm. showed up. And mingled with Claremont High School students. Claire, the Claremont High School choir. The choir? The choir the choir kids and these uh, shirtless uh, performers. I don't know. And uh, people are outraged. It's a peculiar uh, scene. 
Then they texted him, and his response was, no comment on the advice of legal counsel. I cannot make any comments. Yeah, I bet. There was a special meeting of the Claremont Unified School District Board of Education at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Can you imagine? That Blake went. You're a school board president. You're inviting some of the high school kids to come over, I guess, sing Christmas carols. And then it's like, yeah, and let's uh, let's get the shirtless men group in here to uh, flex their muscles. Is that all they were doing? Were they just flexing their muscles, really? Like, well, why would you invite a bunch of guys to flex muscles? There's got to be more to that. Well, we'll find out. Blake Trolley is uh, is on the line. Blake, you there? Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? What, yeah. was, what was this really about? This is a very bizarre story. And honestly, guys, this comes out of my alma mater. I actually graduated from Claremont High School. Oh. And the choir team at Claremont High has always been known to be really good. So parents here tell me, and I, I wasn't aware of this, that it is common for them to perform at parties. Again, this team is is is. You know, year by year, they're very, very, very talented. Well, what about the half so naked men? <laughs> we're getting there. So Steve Lanusa last week and had a party, and the choir team went to perform. Again, we say this is a common, you know, fundraiser. Uh, a parent who spoke at the meeting said that permission slips did go out. They said that Lanusa was listed as the, um, the you know, the head chaperone, I guess you could say, or, or the supervisor over these students. Um, she said that the students were supposed to essentially just set up and leave. They were supposed to set up. They'd have 10 minutes uh, of setup. They would perform and they would leave. They would not intermingle in the party. But uh, as you guys can hear here, she lays it out. Here's the timeline that the, uh, the parents are alleging. The expectation and precedent for these gigs is that students arrive 10 minutes before their scheduled performance time. They gather and are escorted to perform. Their set list is approximately 30 minutes, and then they are escorted out and leave the gathering. The students are not invited guests. They are performers singing holiday songs to earn money towards their culminating choir experience. As a parent, I signed this permission slip confidently with full knowledge that Mr. Lanusa was the supervising staff member present on December 3rd and the students were performing at his party in the manner described above. The actual events of the evening were nothing as planned. Upon the students' arrival, Mr. Lanusa invited the high school choir group into his private adult party in his home. They were encouraged to partake in food and festivities. The students did not begin their scheduled performance until over an hour later and were offered alcohol by party guests oh. among inappropriately dressed adult entertainers. Hmm. And I, I, I want to go into this. This is another guy who spoke. He, you know, it's similar, but he does offer a little bit better. He has a daughter that's on the choir team. He was among many parents. I mean, the parents that spoke here today, of course, they're calling for Lanusa to step down. Here was one of them. I caught him in the hallway uh, as soon as he gave his remarks. Uh, you know, he, he took off. And a couple of these parents, by the way, he seemed pretty distraught. There was one mom, you know, while this testimony was being given by parents in the public comment, there was one mom visibly you could see was really disturbed by this. She was tearing up. Um, you know, I had tried to interview her before um, when she showed up and, 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 you know, she kindly, but what very, you know, you could see she was very disturbed, you know, denied the interview. Here is uh, a father who, again, was he's, he has a daughter that was at the party. He says he has a daughter that was at the party and uh, he's calling on Lanusa to resign as well. Well, 730. They arrived at 7.30, and they were immediately shuffled into the garage and told that it wasn't going to be for an hour, to which they were highly encouraged by half-naked men and the adults there, Lanusa included, to mingle with these people and offered alcohol, take pictures with them, 
and uh, give Santa their wish list, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh. Insert all the disgusting comments that could be had there. What? Were, were, were people making disgusting comments towards these kids? Absolutely. What? Without, yes. I'm not going to go into that right now. Just so you can imagine. I'm a dad. This is my daughter. So oh, it wouldn't really go into too well, much this, detail, this, but this says is, it was this disgusting. This is far more serious here now. Is the, is the choir all female or is it mixed? Uh, it is a mixed choir, yeah. It is a male and female choir. In fact, the first lady you heard there, she has a son, or she says she has a son that's on the team. She called in. Um, yeah, this is a pretty serious situation, guys. The Claremont PD, they won't comment much, but they do say that this is uh, all under uh, all under investigation. Uh, the school board today did announce uh, before the meeting that no formal action uh, will be taken today. They said that no other board members are at the party, but when a parent asked them uh, if they could confirm that no teachers are at the party, they, you know, Simply could not confirm nor oh, deny. The, the lawyers um, and are again, gonna we're shut still working. Down. And well, we're still trying to confirm, you know, you know, everything at this party. Of course, we've seen the alleged photos of the party. We're trying to figure out, you know, if strippers were actually there or if these were just shirtless elves or neither. You know, we're we're trying to get to the shirtless bottom of this. But elves? plenty of <laughs> well, <laughs> well, yeah, that's part of the entertainment. <laughs> well, they're well, again, very small. We were to get. We are working to get to the bottom of this, um, yeah, but you know it'll be that. interesting to see. I mean, there's a lot of pressure. And one thing I want to comment on, guys, somebody who's from Claremont, is no matter what happens with this, it's a tough blow to the city because this is a city where a lot of people move to for the school system. Mm. So you know, it, it's a big blow to the city in in in, uh, in those regards. Apparently, Lanusa has been on that board for 17 years, and there's one parent that says he tends to do this: have adult performers come to his party as eye candy. What? Uh, uh, I don't know. That's that's weird. That is this is weird, weird when you're school board president, and it's beyond weird to have a, a bunch of uh, high school kids, boys and girls, coming in and offering them booze and uh, making all kinds of suggestive comments. That's that's creepy. All right, Blake. Thank you very much. Makes you wonder what yeah, else thanks, is guys. going on. All right, Blake Trolley, KFI News, and apparently a uh, Claremont. Uh, he went to Claremont High School, which is where this controversy is coming from. Involving uh, the man that's the head of the uh, school district. Um, he's apparently uh, in the crosshairs here at this uh, board meeting. The uh, Claremont Unified School oh, Board the, of Education held a special meeting to talk about the Board of Education President, Stephen Lanusa, well, who uh, coordinated right, this party at his home. What was the idea here? Like, what was the. To lighten the mood and have fun? Game? To get kids drunk with half naked men? I, I don't know. And I, then what? Uh. See, this is what this lady said, and this is what I figured. Uh, this is a resident in Claremont named Deborah Cocconi, mother of a sixth grader and a 2019 Claremont High School grad, who said he always has adult performers like that dressed and come to the party as eye candy. But what was different this time is want... he did bring the kids. Right. So the choir doesn't always go. It's usually just all adults, and then you have the eye candy, but well, he had the guys. underages in there. Wait a minute, the eye candy. My eyes don't want to see that. Well, again, That's... Deborah Mark, go ahead. If what it had about... been females, yeah. then it's yes. eye candy. So right. Not at a Christmas party. I... Oh, if these beautiful women came and started stripping down at a Christmas party, you would walk out? You mean your Wild West Side friends don't do anything like this with their Christmas parties? No. No? And you're sad about it. <laughs> I've, never got, I've never gotten invited to anything like that. <laughs> we thought on the West Side there's all sorts of wife swapping and orgies, no? Yeah. 
wife swapping in orgies. That's no, not true. Isn't that what the rich do? God, I hope not. <laughs> and they bring in all sorts of racy entertainment? Uh, no. Never have experienced that. Harnesses never whips? Never heard of it. Where, what kind of parties are you going? <laughs> no, that's what I read about, That's you West Side people. You're you in another world. that where? <laughs> what uh, there's been books and movies on it. Uh, there have been? Yeah, there sure. There even was a show about wife, wife swapping many years ago. Was it West Side L.A. people? Yes, it was. Oh, it was? Fact. Yes, John's Neighborhood. <laughs> what kind of streaming service you have? It was. It was. I don't well, even I, think it was. Uh, it was. John, you're in the dark, man. Uh, uh, apparently, I'm in the dark. Find out what your neighbors are doing. I want to come to the light if that's what's going on. All right, uh, we'll follow this story. Of course, Blake is following it very closely. Uh, Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Coming up after 4 o'clock, we'll see what's going on with the Idaho college student murders. Any developments today we'll bring for you and our reporter, Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI. Yesterday, during the 5 o'clock hour, if you missed it, we did an interview again with a man by the name of Sam Canonis. He is an author. Uh, the book he wrote last year is called The Least of Us, about meth fentanyl the homeless you ought to read the book you want to listen to our interview there as john said epiphanies to be had concerning our unmovable uh apparently unstoppable homeless problems in oh, southern california it, it's it's the missing pieces it explains why you're seeing what you're seeing and why this suddenly blew up in the last few years now a lot of it has to do with even stronger meth coming from mexico and of course fentanyl is now infiltrating Everywhere. Yeah. And the key here was that apparently these drugs, particularly this super meth, uh, leads you the brain to just abandon survival mode or self-preservation. So this is why some of the vagrants are refusing help. They don't care. They just want to stay where they are and continue to use. And why they act so aggressively and violently. It's 99% pure meth now that they're manufacturing in Mexico, and probably here, too, because the cartel is obviously spread into Southern California. And so this meth completely destroys your, the brain function of these people. And it didn't exist a few years ago. This is new. New chemistry. New chemicals they're using. And fentanyl. Wow. And he has a line in there about fentanyl, how people said, well, it's, it's kicked heroin out. And heroin, people are still using it in their 50s and 60s with fentanyl. You ain't going to be around. The, the, if you don't stop using it, you'll die. Fentanyl deaths accounted for more than 80% of all drug-related deaths among young people in 2021. Yep. He was also asked about these safe injection sites. And he made a good point, which brings us back to the meth and the fentanyl, that if that's what they're using, that's not good to let stand by and just revive them because fentanyl often results in death eventually. So as you pointed out, John, and he did too, that it just damages the brain, these drugs. Sure. Continued use over long term. Yeah. It, it's like some people are in a car accident. It causes brain damage. They never fully recover. Yeah. Same thing. You have a this stroke. isn't like somebody with a donut habit that, you know, you no. know, donuts aren't good for you, but eat a couple a day. You know, we'll just stand by and make sure I, you don't I, get too fat or get diabetes. No. Drugs are different. People tend to d- debate this drug stuff on such a superficial level without thinking chemically what does this poison do to the brain? And it damages it permanently. And now you have to say, so it's not a matter of, well, you know, you just got to, you just got to stop. You got to go get a job. You got to, they're not capable anymore. Their brains are destroyed or portions of their brains are destroyed that govern whether they want to take 
care of themselves, whether they want to live, whether they want to protect themselves enough to live. And this side that we're looking at in politics that only thinks it's about housing. Oh, that's 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 beyond stupid. That's why they're getting overwhelmed with the homeless problem. They're ignoring the drug abuse and the damage to the brain. They're ignoring that. I remember what right. Sam said uh, yesterday right, about how, how how long before how long if if uh, a group of politicians like this whole Garcetti Newsom class ignore something like this and the evidence is mounting. It's obvious. We can all see it. You have Sam Canonas doing this story, writing a book. Then at what point it's like, OK, you're willfully ignoring it. It's not that you're ignorant. It's that you're willfully ignoring it because what's the benefit of ignoring it? Is it about all the money that you can now funnel to your contracting friends who then kick it back to you? I mean, I mean, what, what are the possibilities here? Why would you ignore all this mountain, this mountain of evidence that's in your face every day? Why would you ignore that? At some point, if, you, if it was ever a belief system, and I kind of doubt that, but let's say it was, then when do you admit your belief is incorrect? It's false. It's causing damage. Why are you so emotionally tied to it? Why are you so invested in it? I don't know. I've got dark thoughts about all this. Also, the open border doesn't help. A lot more drugs getting into this country, including this unbelievable amount of fentanyl. Doesn't seem like a week or two goes by before we hear about a big uh, nab of fentanyl that got smuggled right. into the country. And, and that is, will, that is willf- that's willfully being allowed to happen, too. There isn't a soul in government that doesn't know about the amount of fentanyl and, and meth coming over the border and how it's being transported. And they're willfully choosing to do nothing about it. Why? This is not a humanitarian argument here with the people. This is the drugs and this is the meth and fentanyl that's killing people, killing a lot of young people, killing people by the tens of thousands now. So why are they willfully ignoring it? What's and the-, the new thing that came into this is that they're mixing the fentanyl into what people think are ordinary opioid drugs. You know, someone tries to order Percocet. And I'm not saying this is smart. There's a bit of Darwinism to this, but they're ordering it uh, off of social media or through some connection. And then they get what they think is a Percocet pill, but it's laced with fentanyl. And in some cases, it's enough to kill them. Uh, That's another aspect of this that's new in the last couple of years, which is leading to a lot of overdoses and deaths. And if you're going to allow this stuff to get into the country, this is going to be the results of it. So the new idea... And apparently a couple of bills have been introduced, including friend of the John and Ken show, Assembly uh, member Jim Patterson. Uh, oh, no, it's Assembly member Joe Patterson. There's another Patterson from Rockland. Uh, required schools in California to have at least two doses of emergency Narcan on campus in case of an overdose. This is what we're dealing with now. But there, all right, So why these kind of small, small ball, feeble measures? Why right, don't they still something larger which stops this, right? Why but why don't they want to stop it? Why why aren't they appalled and horrified like most normal people are? They have the power. That's what we hire them to do. You know, they the, one of their government's base functions is to protect us from some kind of criminal enterprise, a criminal invasion. You you have this this all these drug cartel employees from Mexico that are poisoning tens of thousands of people and killing them. 
Now, it seems to be a basic function of government is to is 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 to is to block this, is to end this, slow it down. No, the response seems to be like with the safe injection sites. Let's just stand by and make sure they don't die and we can save them from their overdose. But do they do anything about stopping? Well, okay, but why? The drugs? Why don't they want to stop the drugs? I, I guess they're everybody of giving up. Everybody in the Biden administration, they know yeah. this. They get oh, reports they'll get them every somehow. Day. The black market, the smugglers, there's nothing we can do to stop the supply, well, but we have to save the person's that, life. That is, but that, I mean, that isn't true, and they know that isn't true. If you wanted to severely restrict the supply of drugs coming over the border, there's any number of steps that you could take. They're choosing not to. Right. Right. So, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm, I can't come up with a benign explanation for that. All right. When we return, well, you know, we love the tongue bath desk, and it seems appropriate for this uh, story from a couple of uh, writers with the El Segundo Times. Oh, good old James Rainey is back, John. James Rainey who picked on us years ago for being simpletons. Uh, well, imagine, a, imagine getting picked on by an L.A. Times writer. That we, uh, <laughs> we're like, we're like wow. we work with crayons, I think he said about us. Yeah. Uh, Eric Garcetti led L.A. during profoundly turbulent times. How will history judge him? Yes. Yep, this weekend marks the end of Garcetti. Thank God, the second longest serving mayor since Tom Bradley. And the, the, worst, the worst mayor that L.A. has ever had. Without a doubt. I, I Can mean, he be I, outdone by Karen Bass? We'll just have to find out. Yeah, well, she's another version. More coming up. John and Ken Show, KFI. Well, today's uh, tongue bathers that we're going to uh, spotlight, uh, James Rainey and Dakota Smith. Uh, one man, one woman from uh, the El Segundo Times who lavished uh, enormous amounts of saliva all over Eric Garcetti. I think they would look at it as a balanced article, but yeah, mostly it does bathe uh, him. There, there's no balance. See, that's the thing. Uh, to present Garcetti's tenure as balanced, some good, some bad, is... That's what they tried to do, but it's but, not. It's all bad. No, no. It, it, it is almost all bad. So that's inaccurate. It's distortive to when try to be even-handed. When I look at the pictures of him in this article... It really comes together once again who this person is. Now, Garcetti is finally leaving after nine years as the mayor of Los Angeles. Came in in 2013. And, of course, thanks to the way they changed the charter, he got himself an extra year for two terms as mayor. So that's how it came out to be nine years. He's sitting in one of those uh, homeless apartments that they built. But, you know, he's trim. He's so well coiffed. He's got the perfect suit on. This is the definition of an empty-suited politician. Somebody who got into, quote, the business because that's what his father did, right? Gil Garcetti mm-hmm. was DA and had aspirations beyond that, but blue he just DOJ. felt like he was meant to be in the world of politics, Eric Garcetti. And, of course, he's the Rhodes Scholar. So on top of that, he's got the education. Scho- all right, all right. How, how distinctive is being a Rhodes Scholar if Eric Garcetti is one? Uh, I'm, good sick question. Of, I'm sick of hearing about road scholars. The only ones that, I remember, remember uh, Bill Clinton, I think, yeah. and, and Bill Bradley, the NBA player. Okay. Remember him? I think he was a road scholar, right. too. And he was a dud. And, 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 and Clinton was, was a goof. And Garcetti's a moron. So I don't know about this road scholar business. That sounds like overhyped nonsense, doesn't it? Well, buried in this really long story is one quote that I think says it all. Morris... Pichon, 
who led efforts against illegal dumping in his Pacoima neighborhood, said to the Times, this whole damn city is a dump. Even the nice areas have turned to garbage. That says it all, doesn't it? That's the Garcetti years. That's, yeah, turning L.A. into a garbage dump. And that was the most baffling thing that he allowed to happen because you can can argue all day about how difficult it is to get 40,000 homeless people off the street or to stop thousands of criminals, right? I mean, that takes that takes a lot of work. Right. But picking up garbage, picking up garbage is the most menial job. They give that to prisoners to keep them busy. Prisoners get garbage duty, right? You know, if they promise not to kill anybody, they're hired to uh, work for Caltrans on the side of uh, interstate freeways to pick up the trash. And the story says when he ran in 2013... He was going to be the back-to-basics mayor. Could anyone have gone further off the path? The traffic, the garbage, the homeless. These are the basic things they want you to take care of. He completely did nothing about them. No, that's the thing is, he totally whiffed. You can't make a case that he was somewhat successful when it came to homelessness or crime or garbage. He was a complete zero. Zero times zero times zero which equals zero on the three most important issues in the city. There is nothing more important than the homelessness, the crime, and the garbage. Those were the top three. You look at the scoreboard, three zeros in a row. Failure. And I'll add traffic. That's another zero. Oh, traffic. Another zero. He, the idea of uh, what was his stupid division zero? Nobody dies zero until that led to road diets and oh. all this stupid stupidity. Okay. That's another thing. This vision zero thing. The pedestrian deaths went up. Vehicular deaths went up. Homeless numbers went up. Homeless numbers went up even after we get, we gave him billions of dollars. I, I, I don't understand. It's not like it's a mixed success, like kind of a mediocre. It, he completely whiffed on all of it. And you, there's no way to spin it. It's obvious. The numbers are there. You just use your eyes. I use my eyes. I see lots of homeless people. I had another lady screaming today at the bagel shop. Another one. That's four. The, 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 the clerk had to chase her out of the bagel shop out onto Wilshire Boulevard. And she she, she almost swung at him. He, she picked up a chair and started to swing it at him. And she looked like she was 75 years old. Jessica Lal, chief executive of the Central City Association, a downtown business group, said in an interview that she'd encountered women in Venice and downtown, both partially naked and in dire straits. Now, almost daily, no matter where I am in the city, there is some sad and horrifying thing that I see. It's just really bleak. Now, what they tout among his accomplishments, let me say this about. Well, that would be the 2028 Summer Olympics coming to Southern California, I, primarily Los Angeles. Only Nobody wanted them. I think uh, Paris was the only un- bidder. Honestly. People forget that. Major cities around the world didn't want the Olympics. It wasn't that hard to get. Two weeks of a sporting event... Six years from now, it's nothing anyone cares about. And the other night, I actually looked at all the Olympic venues. A lot of them aren't even in Los Angeles. They're spread out all over the place. Yeah, I think, well, we're using SoFi Stadium, which is Englewood. Yeah, all the way out. Oh, yeah, SoFi Saban, uh, out to Riverside. San, San, Santa Monica, I think, is going to be used. A Honda Center in Anaheim. Rose Bowl in Pasadena. I mean, the Southern California region got the Olympics. But, it, it again, it's two weeks, six years from now in the summer, and it's two weeks that a lot of people are going are gonna to bolt L.A. for, which is what happened in 1984. A lot of people left town. 
because they didn't of, they didn't want to deal with the hassle. Here's part of the tongue bath. Garcetti might look back fondly on highlight moments such as late night TV appearances with his friend Jimmy Kimmel or playing piano alongside Moby and the LA Philharmonic. That's what we the al- youngest mayor in a hundred years, the first Jew elected to the post, and a fluent Spanish speaker. Garcetti seemed like a man tailor made for hyper diverse LA. It's all this superficial. What's the color of your skin? What's your ethnicity? What's the religion? Hey, look at that. He was on. He was on a TV show. Hey, look at that. He was on stage. What? And meantime, mountains of homeless people, mountains of garbage, an incredible amount of crime. I, and how much did they give to that? Well, well, why, why don't we talk to uh, all? The, why don't we talk to the families of the people who were killed, or stabbed, or otherwise uh, injured from the criminals? Well, they mentioned the Rick Jacobs scandal, his top aide who was uh, harassing and sexually harassing everybody around the orbit of the city hall. They do bring that up in the uh, in the salute to Garcetti. That he's got that weirdo, Rick Jacobs. I mean, how disgusting was it? You had this big, tall, bald guy forcing his mouth on everybody, men, women, grabbing them, squeezing them. Here comes the mouth. Here comes the tongue. It's like, come on. Can you imagine having somebody on your staff doing that all day in front of you and everybody's complaining about it and you just, what, sit and stare? That's a weird story. There's something else to that story, too. No guy watches another guy shoving his mouth on everybody in the office and doesn't say anything. Nobody does that. There's something else to that story. Uh, Oh, this one's pretty good. Shortly after President Trump took office in 2017, a group of activists for immigrants' rights pressed for a meeting with Garcetti. But when they told Linda Lopez, who headed Garcetti's Office of Immigrant Affairs, that L.A. should be declared a sanctuary city, they recalled her saying that the stance, quote, would not bode well in the Rust Belt. Mm. That's a reference to him wanting to run for president, you see. And that's 2017. Yes. That, that's four years into his run. And th- oh, yeah. And three years before the election for president. Well, remember, he ran briefly in 2020, although he denied it. Oh, he did run. Yeah. Well, because he, he's a liar. He denies everything. He denies, you know, that uh, that he was a failure on, on homelessness. By the way, you know what was in this story, which should have been the headline? How the hell did the, the, did the housing that they're building for the homeless hit $837,000 a unit? What day did that happen? Last I saw it was seven hundred thousand. Now it's eight thirty-seven. Eight hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars for a homeless person's unit. Well, can Karen Bass really do worse? Oh, she will. Well, all right, more coming up. Johnny Ken KFI AM six forty live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. They said he set a low bar, but she's going to duck under it. A couple of things to talk about concerning the murder of the four college students from the University of Idaho in their off-campus house. We'll visit with Alex Stone, ABC News, for KFI at 4.05. And next week, there are going to be congressional hearings about the FTX bankruptcy and the man behind it all, Sam Bankman-Fried. Billions apparently missing. It's the crypto exchange, and of course, it's causing real havoc in the whole crypto market world. Uh, We'll talk about all this in the 4 o'clock hour. There was another file dump about Twitter. It came last night, and apparently it does what you thought. It says what you probably thought it would say. 
that uh, they were uh, limiting uh, the speech and the news stories from people who were uh, either outright conservative or skeptics of things like the lockdowns. Uh, yeah, and it, it, was, it was pretty dirty stuff, this Twitter crowd, because not only did they restrict uh, a post so that nobody would see it, they then repeatedly lied that they were doing it. And people called it shadow banning. Their term was uh, uh, visually filtered or something. Oh, is that what Twitter yeah, said? Yeah, they would say, oh, uh, we do oh, not. Right. Visibility filtering. Visibility filtering. Okay, but you see, aren't they clever? It's like, oh, no, we didn't shadow ban. Because they had another term for it. Yeah, stupid. It was visible Semantics, filtering. Right. It's like, you bunch of weasels. And, and so they restricted a professor up at Stanford. I don't know if we had him on. I, yeah, we I think, think we tried I, to. I, I remember think we, we mentioned should, him a lot. He was yeah. always in the group of skeptics. One of the things he was really strong on was, it's not going to bother children. Let them go to school. Don't shut down the schools. That's and Dr. Be- J. Uh, Badachara. He's got a very long name yeah. that I, I, don't, I don't know how to pronounce. Badachara. Yeah. Close enough, I'm sure. But the thing is, he was right, and, he, and there, there was already enough reason and research out to back up why he was right. But Twitter, like so many in the media, decided that that particular view was not permitted because we say so. Why? Because they had this. Because they thought it came from the world of loony, false, fake news, misinformation. But it was, and they it was thought just, they were doing the right thing first of by all, keeping it from other Twitter users because they were going to get misled. But, 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 but it was a Stanford professor, and the research came out fairly quickly that children were a very poor conveyor of the virus. And that right. when they got it, there was little to no symptoms in nearly all the kids. So, again, this was willful. You, you can't have a belief when there's a ton of scientific evidence, and this was the crowd that was constantly shouting, we're going to follow the science here. Well, when the science was against their weird ideological agenda, then they weren't following the science. So, and, and, and this is as close as I've ever seen to having like a totalitarian style regime like they've had in the Soviet Union and China, where there's an official authority and they all have these vague titles and vague committees that they run. And really what it is is just clamp down on speech or you get punished. You don't get to speak to anyone. If you don't say what we think you should say about children catching COVID, then you can't say anything at all to anybody. And, and, that, that, and, and then that's extended far beyond to just general political opinions, uh, just opposing views on issues of the day. Visibility filtering was, uh, they used this to block searches of individual users to limit the scope of a particular tweet's discoverability to block select users' posts from ever appearing in the trending page mm-hmm. and from inclusion in hashtag searches, all without the user's knowledge. That's this what they is were why all the left-wing freaks are screaming about Elon Musk, because they thought this was their playground and that there was an effective government keeping other people out of their playground. They could just talk to each other all day, agree with each other all day, organize to cancel people, organize their their stupid boycotts and revolts. And now Musk says, no, we're going to let anyone in, and uh, all these disagreeable points of view can be aired. 
All right, when we come back, Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI, about the search for the killer or killers of the Idaho college students and this obsession now going on one day over a car that may have been at the scene that they're looking for. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter.